0: following is a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club. How about you, cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, Let's go baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? absolutely ready for a break. Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for the Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break with Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and
1: Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 25th, 2021, season 17, episode number 46. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. coming fresh off the Cowboys' bye. They didn't play yesterday, but there was some action in the NFL. We'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Today, we got some topics around the cowboys nick before we get going get me started with a 46 actually oh man actually <laughs> did y'all wanna... do this when when we didn't we didn't but you and i talked about this and we couldn't go by and not acknowledge no. forty four no, that of meant ever. a lot to both of us, right? Yeah,
2: without a doubt. Robert Newhouse is one of the my favorite players of all Absolutely. time. Uh, not only when he played, I was just young kid when he played, but after that, when he was here, I know he was he was a great mentor for a lot of people. Just right. an awesome person. He's no longer with us, and it's it's very sad. But Robert Newhouse is it was an outstanding person and player.
1: Yeah, I, I was telling you about some of my experiences with with Robert. He was like. Uh, coming into this organization, I was a manager at a very young age, mm-hmm. and uh, and there weren't a lot of people that looked like me at that table of of leaders here throughout the Cowboys. He was one of them, and I remember him uh, pulling me aside one time and telling me, he gave me some really great advice about handling those types of mm-hmm. situations, and it still serves me well today. Um, so I, I just, I'm, I'm forever grateful to that House. man. He was a really, really great guy. And I uh, miss having him around here. You guys never got – you never obviously got a no, chance to no. meet him. I didn't.
2: 45. Uh, yeah. So we got to go 45 and 46. Yeah, you got a 45? Well, Darren Woodson wore it before he moved to 28. It was a 45. You I got don't even one.
1: know if I remember that.
2: Rod Smith, baby. Come on. Rod Smith. Beast. I like it. I was going with, I
3: mean, Nikki. As so soon as you said
1: little. Rod Smith, for some reason, I thought
2: Denver Broncos.
1: Well, but, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that Rod Smith. one,
3: That's like, Rod Smith. one of the best yeah. receivers of the in 90s, the 90s. Right, yeah. And yeah. one had like one great game against the Giants.
4: So. Right. In mean, yeah.
2: 46, I think there's a guy named Joe Fishback. I just like the name Joe Fishback. Amber, you want to tell us about Joe Fishback?
4: I have
2: no idea. <laughs> I think what I'm
3: learning here is. The only is, one
4: I know out of these names is Rod Smith. That's it.
3: I mean, the 40s are avoided like the plague yeah, by everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. unless right. you're a long snapper or a fullback, nobody wants to wear a number in the 40s. Yep. Yep. Other than.
1: Alfred Morris was also 46. There you Oh,
3: go. there we go. Alfie Moe. I, I liked loved, him. He was a fun player. He, he was a, was fun loved Alfie. Was a different, different
2: cat still is. I mean, yeah. well yeah, I mean he was he was when he was here, he a was a good different. He guy, was like, different, but I yeah. mean, yeah, in a cool way.
3: I mean, uh, in a good yeah. way. He was the best. He was yeah. Yeah, well, that sounds dumb, but like if a player and not to say like players are jerks, but you get used to that lifestyle and the amount of people that are asking for things from you. You, you, you don't care so much about that. Alfred Morris would, like, he went through it every time he talked to me. He'd be like, What did you say your name was? Dave, good to see you. And then he would remember it later. Yeah. And that's not, like I said, like, that doesn't make other guys jerks, but like, to have that many demands on your attention and your time and still take the time to do that, he would go sit outside the weight room on Tuesdays uh, on the off day, or maybe it was Mondays, but like, one of the days when they weren't practicing, you could catch him outside the weight room, like, reading a book. Uh, you just don't see that type of stuff when very often. When you pull, Absolutely love that.
2: When you pull up into the the parking lot to go fly out for the charter, you know you you drive in there with your car, and it's like you see all these other guys and their stuff, and then you drive next to Alfred Morris, and you're like, "Is this? I mean, he would. What was he? Oh driving? yeah, the
3: Ma- the Mazda. Yeah, yeah, he was famous for having the same car from when he was a kid. Yeah, and like Mazda re outfitted it for him. And yeah. I think every time he went to a new team, the media would pick up that story and be like, oh, my God, he, <laughs> he drives a 91 Mazda. Yeah. I think he still I, – I follow him on Instagram still. I think he still has it. I think but. the funny thing about that Mazda was he had a Mercedes front license plate on it, like the logo for Mercedes. I would, Yeah, I think that's right. I would like to think that – I mean, I, I think at some point in his career, he probably got another car. I'm not Maybe. saying it was like a Lambo or anything, yeah. but he's like, okay, the Mazda treated me well. I can probably get another car. Good guy. I love that. For more Morse. So that was a good You number. can do this on a Monday when there's no game. Yeah, yeah. We're coming, way, we're coming off a f- another forty five is Richmond Flowers Senior, by the way, in nineteen seventy one. Hmm. let's just go through the whole nu- the whole roster and not talk I about like, Dax I like let's, just not, whole let's show, just not talk a good
1: about it 45 minutes of numbers numerology yeah. here on the Kay. break all right let's uh let's do talk about Dax uh, injury uh we this this injury came up last week um obviously he was in the boot coming out of the game against the Patriots um what are we hearing what are you guys hearing as far as his injury um how 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 much of an injury is it? How much of a concern is it? How much could it possibly affect his ability to
2: not only play but play well uh, over the next coming weeks? Why? why is Dave looking at me? Why? You look like you had something to say. I don't I, I don't. I don't think anything. I don't think anybody has anything to say. I really don't. I, I don't there's no report or anything. Tell me what it's what he's going to do on Friday afternoon. Tell me what he's going to do Sunday afternoon. I mean that Sunday when he's when he's there that, I mean you can say everything you can rest and all that but it is a injury that is very very difficult and and I think we'll, <laughs> we'll wait and see I mean yeah all jokes aside ah, you funny
1: I'm sorry I, man I just every time I hear about calves, I just think about you cuz you're like before I had my injury I didn't think casts I didn't but I'm, not, but I'm now not,
2: don't, don't, yeah let's let's just leave this out of it cuz I okay. mean the
3: he is an athlete. Get it, and yeah, I'm I get it. not only that, but he's got like he's got people caring. The about power, power of a five billion dollar organization is bent on getting him ready for yeah. that game. And Nick, they're just like, yeah, put no. some ice and, on and it. And I, and, I and I was stupid. I wasn't, you know, <laughs> jumping
2: around, still trying to do stuff. So. That was dumb. But the thing about it is, is that you won't really know. What it is until we get later on. I mean, he can rest all week. He's got to go and run and do things. I said this on the radio this morning and really kind of, kind of deflated those guys on the air because I said I, I'll, be, I'll be shocked if he's able to play the way he normally is. I think he might play, but he won't be the same. Really? I really
3: don't believe that. Uh, I don't think that's a bad guess. I, I mean, you asked what we're hearing. I've heard that he's out of the boot. Which, I mean, that's a positive sign, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything mm-hmm. again. Like, you can rest all week, can spend all week in the hot tub doing all the treatments to it. And, uh, you know, he hasn't had to backpedal or plant and throw right. since the game. Um, so I think he's I think he's making progress, and I think the optimism from last week was probably well-founded. You know, I think it was Jerry that... It was like, the the is a perfect time, and I, I think he can get out there against Minnesota. We'll yeah. see. I think a lot of cause for optimism, a lot of things trending in the right direction, but playing and existing are different things, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just something, as as always with these types of injuries, you just got to watch the workload and, and see how it changes as the week goes. If, if
2: he's not like anywhere cl- close to 100%, if he's if he's going to be struggling through it, I'd sit him. Really? I would. I would sit him if there's any kind of chance to re this and make it a longer thing.
1: Well, that's one of the interesting things you got to think about too here is that um, sometimes you can play through an injury, but what happens is your body kind of compensates for what's mm-hmm. ailing you And it puts extra strain on other things, which you may not re-aggravate that particular injury, but it could create other things as you go forward because you start using your body in different ways. So that's the part you get a little bit concerned about if he rushes back. If any player rushes back from any injury, that you could have other injuries that that come from that. But, Amber, I'll ask you this question, Uh, and Nick brought up the point of maybe sitting him. From what you've seen no. from this team, <laughs> wait, wait, no, 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 you got to, we got to wait for me to answer the question. I'll mean, ask the
3: question.
2: You're not sitting him. Um,
4: no, no, no. I'm, she I'm knows thinking, where I'm going. Oh, she read the red round,
2: no, I'm no, sure. I'm going. Yeah, she knows where the red down.
1: So, thinking about what you, <laughs> thinking about what you've seen from this team, and I'm, I'm talking offensively and defensively, how they've been able to play. Obviously, they're five and one, and they're considered one of the top teams <laughs> in the NFL. Uh, definitely one of the top teams in the NFC and the top team in their in their division. Do you think this team is capable of winning without Dak Prescott?
4: I'll say it in Spanish. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Honestly, again, I, I I don't think that they have enough at quarterback behind Dak Prescott. And I was all up for Cooper Rush back when he started and got here. I was like, yeah, Cooper Rush, but then. In the past few years, I just – he hasn't given me enough to feel comfortable. And, you know, last year they had Andy Dalton, and I felt comfortable about Andy Dalton. And then the offense was still kind of working, and and they could do some work on there and place good on the field. But look how they performed last year. And that was with Andy Dalton behind the line. And I get it that this team is uh, on a roll right now, and everyone's playing pretty well and all that. But I just – I do not feel comfortable enough – to think that Cooper Rush can get back there behind that line and make it happen
2: no I don't I, I agree I mean I don't so you want to sit him and you don't even think they're, they can win without him I'm, I, I want to sit him if he's if if he's not if he's still kind of going through some stuff this isn't a bone that need that's going to heal you know eventually and maybe you can cast it up until it does heal this is a this is a muscle strain and I can speak for that 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 if you don't you don't give it the proper attention you'll two years later you'll still feel it you still feel it so I don't. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not going to risk that. And and yeah, I don't think he can. I don't think Cooper Rush not against Minnesota, not against the Horn, not against Sunday Night Football. No, I don't think that they'll go up there and win that game with without him. In there, I'm
3: not trying to call y'all homers, but I'm relieved to. I'm relieved that I don't have to be the downer because I I, I wasn't 100% sure because I think it's the the peak of hubris to assume that Cooper Rush could pull that off for you. No, 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 I don't think that.
2: (laughs) No, they have depth in so many other areas. Not quarterback. That's the one that you're like, he's thrown three
3: NFL passes,
4: and I don't think you can fully rely just on the running game either. Like, and I get it, Zeke has been doing good. You got, um, Oh, my God. My Tony Pollard. Pollard. Tony Pollard. You got him who we know he can do the job as well behind Zeke. But even with those two running backs, I don't think they can just rely on the purely on the run to win a game.
3: You got to throw out the caveat that the NFL is weird and anything can happen. Like, of course, there is a physical, theoretical chance that they could win that game without Dak. I certainly wouldn't put money on it. I would. No. No way. So is this about just how great – Dak is, or how little you
2: think of Cooper Rush? Both. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was 50 50 for, I think a lot of us, when, at the end of the training camp, it was like Rush or Garrett or Garrett Gilbert, it, you know, kind of a toss up. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I'd, I think at this point, I'd rather have Garrett Gilbert in there right now. I think, it, which that's bad foresight for me because I think I was leaning towards Rush. But now I'm thinking about what you said about three passes. I'd rather the guy that's gone and played Pittsburgh when they were 11-0 and, and gave him a fighting chance. In and game. that was, if you remember, like that he had a lot less weapons than what they have
1: right now yeah. due to injury. So yeah. that's why I look at it, and I'm like, well, if he could do that, no, it's not the same guy. And I, I personally— He lost.
2: I, no, he I didn't get, play— he, I, I yeah. get
1: that, but I think the way that they played with all the things that they had, all the players they didn't have for that game— I felt like it was enough of an effort that you give those players back, particularly the tackles. You give them some tackles. You give them some protection. That game may have been a different game. Yeah. You agree with that?
3: Again, you're not wrong, and there is a chance, but I think it's uh, bold bordering on hubris to just be like, yeah, he can come in and do. The Vikings, their record doesn't show it. Kirk Cousins is playing great right now. Like, this is a tough game if Dak is available. Like... Mm -hmm. I, you know, we've been kind of on this roll where we think the Cowboys are going to win by two or three scores for the last month. This ain't going to be that. I'll be shocked. Even if Dak is available, I'll be shocked if this is anything but a tight game. Um, You don't. it's hard to go into that building and and win and definitely do it decisively. So if there's fans. That's what, yeah, I mean they won last week, last year no fans. Minnesota's on that short list of like collegiate environments. You know, we yeah. always talk about the NFL is a little bit different, but some stadiums get yeah. Noisy. Why can't I talk? Was it's it like? Was it ago. like that? I don't remember. Yes, and, was, and I know. because... I do remember when we
1: were at, when they were at their old stadium. It used to be extremely the loud. One
3: time we've been there since they opened the new place was Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. The Vikings had Bradford. They were decent, and and you can tell too because it's one of the few stadiums in the league that has an open press box. Yeah. Oh yeah. Couldn't hear myself. Color it was rush. so loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah oh, the, was that the one? Cowboys won on that like was... the last play of the game. I think the Vikings didn't get the two-point conversion. It was loud all night. I forgot mm-hmm. it was open stadium. You know, I didn't know yeah. the old stadium was open. Now. Oh, wait, get ready! Like it's gonna one. be that was Bradford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It
2: was... I remember
4: you. You have that app on your phone. Derek loves having this stupid <laughs> app that records how loud each stadium is. And every is, few I'd remember... show it.
3: Show to Amber like, look,
4: it's loud. <laughs> <laughs> look,
3: Denver's loud. Cool. But yeah, so, I mean, I so. No, I, I mean, I don't feel good about that. But this is, this is what you sign up for. The, I mean, it, and it's hard, it's hard to, the, the Jones has said that all through the off season is when you pay the quarterback like this, it's hard to have somebody that you feel good about. Last year created some really unique scenarios. Like Andy Dalton was willing to sign for that. Jameis Winston was willing to sign for that, especially in with COVID opening up and it not being quite as crazy as it was. That's harder to pull off. Um, I would love if they had a former NFL MVP who's unemployed on this team to help deal with this, but they don't. And, and for that matter, I don't know if he would even be willing to sign here, but it's just yeah. these are the things that you think about when you ponder whether or not Dak is going to be able to play. Do you guys give any benefit of doubt
1: that, that maybe they've developed Cooper Rush to a point where he can give them a chance after looking at what they did with, with Terrence Steele? Because I know before Terrence Steele this year, I was convinced I'm not trusting anything they say about young guys because they put all these young guys out there, but they weren't performing, and so I just didn't trust it. Now I'm starting to think, well, maybe maybe they got that one right. Maybe they developed him. Maybe they knew what they were talking about when they said we see potential in him. Um, do you give them any benefit of doubt that comes from that that you can now move over to the quarterback mm-hmm. position?
3: He plays the most important position on the team, and when they signed Andy Dalton, they fired him. They were like, no, you got to go. And that's, I mean, somebody does have to go when you sign somebody. But if you think the world of this guy, and again, he plays a position where you might not ever get him back if he shows anything. They were like, well, that's fine. Go to, go to New York. Do what you got to do. They brought him back when a ridiculous amount of injuries forced their hand. They lost Dak. They lost Dalton. And then this year, I mean... I'm still baffled by the way that whole thing played out. It's it's not a major storyline once the season starts, but, like, again, people are like, well, you guys didn't see this coming. It's like, they didn't show us anything. Cooper Rush didn't get a single first-team rep all of training camp. They handed it all to Garrett Gilbert, and then in the final week of the preseason, it became the Cooper Rush show. So... No, I, I mean, they can say that if they want to, and maybe they're right, but nothing about their process has shown that that's how they feel. But
4: also the fact that even after they had him back here, they were still talking about the possibility. It didn't come to fruition, but they were still talking about the possibility of bringing in a quarterback, an experienced quarterback. So that makes me think, like, they know. so Because if you feel comfort- confident enough in a guy like Cooper Rush that you can develop for this year – you wouldn't be still like kind of shopping around and see what can come. And it's a good, they didn't they, bring anyone yeah. In, it's a
3: great but. point. They worked out Driscoll. They worked out Hundley. Like they did not, they weren't acting like a team that felt great about its depth at quarterback. Yeah. Any chance Greer is the guy that that kind of can move up
1: into that position? Have you heard anything
3: about him since they signed? To <laughs> be active. I actually asked uh, Doug Nussmeier about him. They made the assistance available on Tuesday during the bye week. Just. I didn't really ask him, thinking that he might start this game. Just more like, what's that? What's it look like when you have to bring a guy on like that? And he just said, you know, you start small, start with just the basics of what they would have to do if they had to be active or had to play. And um, and he did say he thought Will Greer has picked up a remarkable amount in the whatever it's been six eight weeks since he's been here. Mm. I don't. I would be shocked if that meant that he was elevated over Cooper Rush. But yeah, I guess he would be active. All right, we're
1: going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're going to do an interesting little game here. Nick sent this out over the weekend for everyone uh, to figure out what their top 15 players in for the Cowboys during this season have been. We're going to go through that list. Everybody has their own list of 15. We're going to go through that list, talk about it, see where everybody ranks these guys. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: It's not complicated.
3: At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit ATT.com for details.
2: Back to the break. I don't have a read for us right now because I was doing something else. So, and we, we give me a few minutes or a few seconds and I'll come back with something else. So, I, th- I thought I could multitask, but I couldn't. So, so welcome weird. back to the second segment of The Break Life in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Be, We've right. got
1: about 25 minutes left on the show. We're going to get into a little bit of a uh, debate or I guess. I can tell you
2: about text messages, though, real quick. Sure. Can I just tell you that? Don't okay. you do that? All right. You just can receive new offers and event information. Sign up to receive text messages from the Cowboys. Text Cowboys at NFL DAL. That's 635-325 to receive 10% off your next pro shop order. Mm. Okay. That's a good offer. Okay, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the top 15 players.
1: We uh, we all went through and gave our top 15 uh, for the 2021 season thus far. And uh, Nick compiled all those, and an article will be going up later on Dallas. I appreciate Cowboys. the people that did
2: their homework today. assignment. Not everyone did, but everyone in this room
1: did, and I appreciate well, it. That's because we all are dedicated members of the team, and we try to do what's best for the team. So uh, we'll talk about those other folks a little later. <laughs> all right. So, Nick, why don't you tell us uh, the compilation of all those? What do we have A top 15? Why don't you start from 15, and then let's,
2: let's. I got some honorable mentions. Out of 15, you had honorable mentions. Yeah, I had four honorable mentions. Sure,
3: go for when it. When you're five and one, Demonte
2: can... Casey, of... Greg Zerline, Leighton Van der Esch, Terrence Steele.
1: Greg Zerline, that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I thought he was like public enemy number
2: Terrence two. Terrence Steele didn't make the top fifteen? Mm-hmm. Really. He did mm-hmm. for me. Uh I had Zerline ranked fifteen. He did? He won two games for you. Oh, okay. He could have won three if they would have stopped the Bucks. I mean, he's played pretty good. He's had some clutch kicks for this
3: team. So mm-hmm. yeah. And you look around you look around the league and was yeah. missing. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I think and I, if he, what, it was a PAT that he missed in Tampa? Yeah. yeah. If he doesn't miss that, I think people are probably not whining so much. No, no, it probably. wasn't a PAT. Or it was it a really was, short field goal. A, yeah, it was and, short. And a, a he didn't miss a PAT he in that did, game? He did, like, no, like the
2: next week. No, after after the Chargers win, yeah. I remember he missed one the next game, and it was like, well, you did make a 56-yarder, so he yeah. give you he had, a
3: pass. He, point being, he's, like, one of his misses was really egregious. Yeah. Other than that, I think people would be fine.
2: Yeah. Uh Casey, Zerline, Van Der Esch, Terrence Steele. All right, f- number fifteen. I'll go number list, fifteen. Anthony Brown.
3: Anthony Let's Brown. go. You know
2: what? I actually was very happy to see that
1: because I was like, there's there are a lot of people out there that are hating Anthony Brown. And really if you think about how he's played. He hasn't really made a lot of bad plays for
3: There's this team. There's a lot of people in this world that don't understand that the league is designed to produce 400 yard passers <laughs> on a regular basis, yeah. and those yards <laughs> have to come from somebody. Right? How many teams in the NFL have two lockdown corners that simply don't allow completions? It's, there is none. It's Cheeto Owusi all over again. You know, he was typically in good coverage, didn't play the ball as well as you would prefer. And lost out sometimes because of it. But guess what? Most cornerbacks do because the league is unfairly slanted against them. Yeah. Leads the team in tackles.
2: And then that could be it. That's not always a great thing for a corner, but it's making tackles, making plays. 15. All right. 14. Cedric Wilson. Hell yeah. Yep. Absolutely.
1: Should be on the list, should be that high. I mean, I think that's a perfect number for him. Wasn't on my
2: list, but really no. But I mean, it was you're, close. Why? Why wouldn't you put him well, on your Nick? List? its wasn't the close?
3: It's the it was close. It's the curve. It's the curve uh, grading on a curve versus not grading. On
2: no, a curve. he's played great, but I mean, I, I I put Terrence Steele over him. I put Zerline over him. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I Zerline is
1: the difference. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I had him at fourteen. That's
4: the thing. When when he sent out the email to put together this list, is one of those things that you're thinking, okay. How do you keep it very neutral to what we're actually looking at mm-hmm. this year on the field and not think, OK, well, he was this way last year yeah. and then now like grading on a curve. So I I had a rough time putting together my list, one, because of that. Two, once we get closer to the top, I think a lot of those players are very like right there yeah. on the mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. So it was very, very hard to judge because they're right there, but for different reasons. Like yeah. every player has their own unique uh, skill and everything, but... It, it it was an interesting list, but I'm surprised you didn't have him at all.
2: No, I I, I mean it was close. I just I didn't put him But on you there. had him
1: as one, one of your honorable mentions.
2: Well, yeah, I mean I just put 15. I didn't okay, put I gotcha. him. Now the next guy I also didn't have on the list was number 13 Oso Digizua. Oh, hell yeah. 13. I had him up higher than that actually. Yeah. I had Tony Pollard at 13,
1: but I yeah, that's a, I think that's Oso. A good. I had Oso up at 10. I thought he's been other than Randy Gregory, I think he's been the best defensive lineman this team has had. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: I had him right at 13.
2: Yep. I, he was not. What was did not, you have him? Not on the list. <laughs> you didn't have him on the list at all. Mm. Why? I, it, again, I, 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 I went with Anthony Brown, Terrence Steele, and Greg Zerline. Those are my last three guys like that. Uh, I didn't put Cedric Wilson or Odigie I mean, I think he's played pretty good. Again, like I... He's played okay. I mean, he's played pretty I'll be good. Inter- I'll he's be interested to see who else... Okay I'll, I'll, I'll be he's been better than okay. He's been better than okay because he's a rookie third-round pick from UCLA. Well, yeah, that
3: better. matters. That not, I, not to me. It I doesn't that. And there we go again. It's like a, a curve versus not a curve. That's fine if that's the way you view it. But right. I mean, I don't...
2: I, I don't view it that way. I mean, why? Why should? Why should we do that? Why should we grade that way? I'm, I, honestly, I'm not grading that way. You're you not can, grading that you way. You can
1: put him up against uh, against the other guys who've been in the yeah. in the league for much longer. He still is the second best defensive lineman on this team.
3: Seventy five percent of guys drafted to play that position where he was drafted would be struggling to get a jersey. That's why it yeah. matters. That's why I think it matters. I think he's drastically outplaying his draft stock for where he is in his career.
2: That and that's that's great. That's awesome. That means don't come calling to try to trade the guy, whatever. No, we got great upside in him, but that, that doesn't mean to me that he has been better than Terrence Steele. I think Terrence Steele has been better. I think I think Zerline has has made more of an impact in, in, in that. But that's okay. I mean, it, it's we're talking. He ranked thirteenth. I would have had him seventeenth. Okay. okay, no big deal. All right, Tony Pollard, number twelve. I had him at thirteen. I mean, that's. He's a backup running back, and he's ranked 12th. That just tells you how great he's played. That tells you how great Zeke has been. That's unbelievable. Yeah. He's way more than a backup too, because the way that his using numbers him. say he's way more. Than <laughs> yeah. a backup. he would yeah.
1: start yeah. for like twenty-four teams. Yeah, and as good as Zeke has been, you still can tell the difference when he gets the ball versus when Zeke gets the ball. If yeah. You're just watching, mm-hmm. especially watching from the press box. There is a
3: burst that he has that's
1: different, I think,
3: than what Zeke has. I'm going to look at that. I I just said I just kind of threw twenty-four out there, but I really wonder how many teams feel like they have a better starter than Tony Pollard right mm-hmm. now. I, I mean, I just I, it can't statistically, be statistically there aren't a lot. It can't be very. Many. Yeah.
2: Now you do have to factor in he gets to come in and and he's he's fresher than than most backs but still he runs the ball inside the tackles more than we think he does I mean it's not just a light you know thunder and lightning thing it's they're they're both
3: they're dynamic yeah. yeah all right eleven Dalton Schultz I had him at twelve. So right? I mean, I dropped him a little bit just because uh, maybe that you don't dr- like him. No, I love Dalton. Are <laughs> you kidding me? We swap restaurant recommendations. Um, no, <laughs> he, 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 the that. Wrong
4: person. he <laughs> had
3: that. He had that. He had the dropsy game. He had the he had the oh, dropsy yeah. game. I don't know. And that, I mean, not hating on the guy. Just, I mean, he made my list. CDs at uh, some of those moments. I, mean, yeah, I dropped him a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. I had. But yeah, I mean, he's been great. I'm not hating on the guy. Yeah. All right. Number 10. Jaron curse yeah I mean, 11 but yes
2: I mean <laughs> just just is shocking the way you know we didn't even factor him into training camp really it was like hey yeah hey why? I guarantee when people were talking about who's gonna play he <laughs> he wasn't ever ever mentioned he's just and now he's leading the team in, or second on the team in tackles he's right up he's playing special teams done everything he's been it's
3: been really like cool. I said last week I think his attitude is part of this it's part of it. I think yeah. his attitude is part of the defense's confidence right now. I remember back during the off season when they were
1: doing their on the field uh, activities and uh, and he was out there playing a lot and I'm thinking, man, who are they trying to save? Like why have they got this guy out there? Yeah. He's just kind of taking a spot right now just cuz somebody else doesn't want to or cuz they're hurt. Like there's no way he's going to be around once we get past training
2: camp. And sure enough, that yeah. was
1: not the case. He would
2: have. Sorry, go ahead. I would say most of the time when you when you call the guy the the get off the bus guy, yeah. you know, it's because he's looks really good, but it doesn't mean that he's, he's pl- he plays great. It just means like he looks the part. Right. But you wouldn't say that if he was a dynamic player. But he he's done everything you okay. could ask for.
3: He would have been near the top of my list of like guys who better have their head on a swivel. Oh, yeah. Come roster cut time. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And I mean, just get ready for the J
2: Ron Curse stories. If you're a cowboy fan, you follow a lot of people in the media, get ready. Okay. It's a bye week. He's going back to Minnesota. It's just it's yep. on a platter for you. You can have it. It'll we'll, ha- we'll have it on our side as well. All right. <laughs> Number nine, Amari Cooper. A little higher than I had him. I, I had him higher than that. You had him that's wow, lower yeah. than what you
1: had
3: him? A little lower. I think I had him like eleven. Huh. I had him top five. I just I that's a big difference for all of us. I, I I just I I think the world of the guy. And again, maybe I grade on a curve, but we know 12. we know what he's dealing with. He's got the hamstring, he had the ankle in the off season. Ribs. Ribs. He, he's fighting through so much and still uh still being productive. Somebody on Twitter, uh oh, it was my buddy Vach. He posted of – uh he posted tape from the Patriots game. They were tripling. They clouded his side of the field. Yep. Yep. And and they're like, you know, don't be, don't be disrespectful saying like C.D. Lamb did all this and Amari Cooper had nothing to do with it. They were accounting for him so much. And by the way, he still caught five for 55, which yep. is pretty like that's good. That's if you catch five for 55 every week, you're going to finish with a thousand yards, which a thousand isn't what it used to be. Still a nice benchmark. Like he's having a really good season. Yeah, yeah.
2: And against the the Chargers and in this game against the Patriots, uh, this last game, he didn't have great stat numbers. But if you if you go back and you remember the final drive of the game, he had clutch catches around midfield. Both of those games to kind of get him in that position. Um, you know, you can tell he he, he looks like an old man running around there right now. He's banged up, but he's playing really well. He still gets open and and if you respect Bill Belichick, I think what he told you in that game man.
1: was. There are two things you got to try to stop mm-hmm. if you're the, if you're going against the Dallas Cowboys, the running game and Amari Cooper. And you live with whatever else you get and they tried to live with it and they almost won living with everything yeah. else, but you can't let those two factors
2: get and off. And then CD Lamb goes off and yeah. waves to the and says bye-bye. Sure, sure does. That's ridiculous, by the way.
3: 10000 I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't understand
2: that. For a oh, I missed that.
3: They it's fine him for that? $10,000. It's $10,000. It's an American greeting. It? It's a greeting from the Bye-week, baby. I was doing my best to not what? pay attention. <laughs> you, I mean, you, he got
2: shoved late, number one. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, he was kind of walking in there like that. And if that was college football, he probably wouldn't have counted. I don't know if y'all <laughs> saw <laughs> the, that Iowa State that touchdown. Off, I
1: didn't see it, but I heard
2: about that's, it. That's yeah. no, That's also ridiculous. But, yeah, yeah. Wave. I mean, the guy who shoved you late. He could have done a lot of things. He just decided to wave at him. I mean, it has been there when you visit someone, and you stay for like five or six hours, and then you're about to go home. You just wave by. What's the problem? Like also that, if
4: though. I don't get it, how is it fine?
2: I don't know. Well, taunting. I mean, that's they're trying to they're trying to crack down on could have taunting. Punched is him they in they the say. throat. Instead, he just waved at him. Goodbye. Hmm. See you might later. <clears> if he punched
3: him in the throat, he wouldn't <laughs> be playing in Minnesota, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, just but. saying.
2: When you get shoved <laughs> in the back like that late unnecessary you could you could react in a lot of different yeah, ways
3: i i mean i hate to i hate to defend the league but like i'm not surprised by that at all well I'm not surprised,
1: surprised but, but i still cool. think it's wrong i i really want i really want the league to embrace the fact that sports is entertainment folks like this isn't we're not out here it's not just play like this is not war this i know there are a lot of analogies people make between sports particularly football and war it's not This is a game. This is fun. We're supposed to be having fun. So if guys are talking trash and having fun, going against each other, let's embrace that. Like, that's a part of why it's fun. I I just
2: don't get it. I totally don't understand it. You know what else is fun? Giving money to charity. And when they find players, they do that. That's what happens, I guess. Your eighth best player on the team is Micah Parsons, according to our DallasCowboys.com staff. Got it. I had him at nine right there. I think that just goes to show how good this team is. He's that's, changing the whole defense. That's how I feel about this whole list, yeah, really. It's unbelievable. Is, He's eight. I think I had him around there. I don't yeah. remember. But, I mean, I remember typing it. Whatever I had, I'm like, God, man. you know, it's like, there's right. so many guys. I honestly went through my list, and I was
1: like, could he move up some? Seems like he should be yeah. up higher. And I was like, I'm not taking that guy down for him, and I'm not taking <laughs> that guy I down for him. Every I adding <laughs> a, a
4: right. name, I'm like, delete. Let me right. cre- keep creating space here.
2: No. Right. Number seven, C.D. Lamb. I had him at eight, so right there. And he, yeah, I mean, he probably Did everybody jump,
1: have but. CD ahead of Amari?
2: No. Or did you have Amari ahead? I, uh, I had CD back at 10. At CD at eight.
4: I had CD ahead of Amari. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: All right, number six, Tyron Smith. That's exactly where I had him. Yeah. He's, He's been really good. He's, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I mean, going back to the thing about Dalton Schultz. I think like I was making this list and I was like, Yeah, Tyron looks awesome. He he battled through some injuries last week and but then I think like, well, he gave up that really easy sack to the Chargers in week two, and that kind of took true. me I'm by surprise. I that. mean, I'm not saying I like moved him down because of that, but these are all the conversations you're having with yourself when you're trying to rank players. Yeah. Cause I think I started out with like Tyron up by Zach Martin. And I was like, no, that can't be right because I've had no reason to even say Zach's name all year. Whereas Tyron, you know, you can you can quibble if you want to, yep. and so that's probably how he winds up at like six or seven. That's
1: exactly how I went through it. I had him up there by by Zach, and then I thought about that moment, and I was like, and then he had another penalty. I thought in a, in a he had he had a, a couple,
3: yeah. and he had, I mean, obviously he started out really rough against the Patriots. Yes, so so I think
1: when I, when I started factoring in those, things, I was like, yeah, this is where you're kind of. You kind of, you know, just trying to figure out how you can make a difference between these guys. They've all been great. It's just how do you make a difference between them? And that kind
2: of dropped them a little bit. I got top five. Do you want to go to break or you want to? Uh,
1: Sure. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get our top five. Top five players of the 2021 season so far, according to DallasCowboys.com. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash Cowboys. Back to the break.
2: Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, November 6th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of the stadium, play some games, get autographs from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, and more. Visit attstadium.com slash rallydays for tickets and more information.
1: Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Life from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about our top 15 players of the 2021 season so far for the Dallas Cowboys. So we've far, already gone
2: through 15 up to 6. 15. Anthony Brown, 14. So, Cedric Wilson, Oso Digizua, Tony Pollard, Dalton Schultz, J. Ron Curse, Amari Cooper, Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb, Tyron Smith, was six and now we go to the top five all right give me number five ezekiel elliott
3: that's where i had him great ezekiel elliott i had him at seven i don't know why it, there's just there's a lot of good players on this team i'm, I'm looking at you like that. i don't know why A lot of good like, players on this yeah, team i maybe six. he deserved to be higher yeah
4: oh i had him at five too Look i had there, him
3: at six see? i mean yeah i mean this brain
2: trust over here i'm just saying zeke number five i think he's been outstanding um but i think you know these other four guys have made a little bit more of a difference. Maybe I mean we we say that. I mean, just like you just said, Belichick said we're gonna take away Mari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. But yeah, and neither one of them is top. Well, top four, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, but I think Zeke's getting a lot of help. I think both of those guys are are kind of a committee type thing. They're getting help from other guys. They may be the best at their position, but they're getting some pretty good help with Pollard and. CD That's
1: exactly where I was going to go with that. How much do you think where you rank Zeke or what you think of Zeke yeah. is affected by what you think of Tony Pollard? I don't
3: I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't I think it helps. I think it helps the offense to have them both. I don't know that Tony Pollard is Tony Pollard doing that much for Zeke like is Zeke being 15% fresher doing that much? I don't I just, I I just credit Zeke to be honest with you. And a, I guess I, I'm looking at the flip flip way. Do you think that Zeke may be higher on this list if Tony
1: Pollard wasn't playing as well as he's playing?
3: No. And again, I'm again. There's a flip side of this conversation that people have all the time where it's like, man, I wish I wish Zeke hadn't waited till year six to buckle down the way that he has this year. But he did, and I, mean, I just I think that's hard work paying dividends right now, yeah. honestly. And I think if he was if he was doing it all by himself, I think he would. It wouldn't be as good because Pollard brings a different element, but I think he'd be doing fine. I'm, I'm really, I mean, I think you should be really
2: proud of what he's done this year because running backs, you know, the life of a running back is typically they say three years, and so a special one like him, but he had every reason to kind of just start tailing off after that fifth, fifth, his fifth season wasn't. Is this his sixth year? This is so his fifth year. Yeah, it was kind of going south and. Had some fumbles and wasn't. And he could live it out for another three, four years, just kind of coasting along. He, he gets to a 10-year old. He listened to the and, critics. Yeah. He called it, you know, a show <laughs> and not the good kind. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, he, he he said it was crappy, and he he's
3: changed it. I self-aware. I him, love it.
2: Give him credit for it. He's he, very
3: he, self-aware. He you knows
2: what Tony Pollard's doing, too. He doesn't want Tony to take all the snaps. Yeah, it, It's worked out great, and and the fact that they work together. All right, number four, Randy Gregory. Hell, yeah. Exactly where I had him. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, he's. Think about those other guys. Randy Gregory's had a position where Tank Lawrence has gotten hurt. Dorrance Armstrong got hurt, and he's taken
3: over, and he's been stud. I haven't. When, the teams trying to stop him, by the way, right. doubling him a lot. I hadn't but, thought about this in a while, but didn't we kind of get in a kerfluffle in the offseason when I said he fuffle, could play his way that. into the franchise tag? K e r f l u f f l e, I believe. Bam. I think. I'm not. I didn't look Ding. that up. <laughs> didn't I? I believe I said that I thought he could play his way into a franchise tag, and he's on his way to doing that, or at least you think, you think that's what they're going to do. I it has to how be a, how expen- that, that has to be one of the more expensive. It
2: has to be. It has to be a conversation. Um, what's Dalton Schultz? What's that fl- franchise? tag? I think <laughs> I might look. At, I'm. I'm not joking. A lot less. I'm. I'm sure it's that's a what lot. I'm less. saying. I'm. I'm. it. $9.6
3: six million for a tight end. Sixteen million for a defensive end. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's cheaper.
4: Hmm.
1: See, I, I'm thinking I don't want to do franchise tag with, with Randy. I want to just get Randy signed up
2: to yeah. a, a deal. Okay. I want to give him
1: a three, four-year well, deal Schultz. if he's willing to do
2: Again, it, but know? Dalton Schultz, to, to me, is Jay Novacek. And and that's, there's, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Dalton Schultz can definitely be your Jay Novacek for this offense. If he's aware to do it. I mean, Jay Novacek was never— Does it done. affect it that you've already paid Blake?
3: Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure...
2: We we'll can talk, we'll talk about that later.
3: We can talk about that later. I don't know. No, not necessarily. Then why are you talking
1: about like that? I'm not saying
3: ready to talking
1: m- low. Blake's,
3: Blake's contract is structured in a way that they're not yeah, married both. to it. Let's, yeah. Oh, oh. They're yeah. not married to it. I don't, I don't Craig, want to have that conversation We just shifted either, away from but, yeah. Randy Gregg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a
2: great story it is. He's been outstanding. And also, the thing I love the most is that he's not just this agile, quick guy around the edge. He is bull-rushing people yeah. back. He's got some strength.
3: Okay, but and I know we're going to run out of time, but let's talk about that, though, because... Yes, it would be great to sign Randy to the long term, but that probably means you have to franchise tag him in the meantime. That's how this always works. He ain't going to sign a deal right now unless unless he just feels that much loyalty to the Jones family for the way they stuck with him. And maybe he does. And maybe he should. That's okay. Yeah. Maybe he does. Maybe he should. Whatever. The point is you don't see those types of extensions negotiated during the season very often yeah. because Randy these days, yeah. and his people – have to be well aware of what could be at stake and right. like I said unless unless he's just Tyron Smith and he's like I'm good I don't care just give me something that seems fair I owe you anyway and that's possible I wouldn't bet on it and so that's how you wind up in a situation with the franchise tag and we negotiate something later and don't get me wrong I'm not saying
1: you should take a hometown discount kind of because I think you have to make the money when you can make the money but I do think that I don't want to say "oh" because "oh" is a strong word, but I do think he should at least hear out offers. And if it's something that seems fair, then I think he should be willing to maybe do that. Where otherwise, he may be like, nah, no, nah, no, nah, I'm waiting." Absolutely, I think now you would kind of give a little bit of, of preferential treatment because this team did stick by you in times when most teams would have been like, "We're out." I we just certainly, can't do this anymore.
3: I don't want to speak for Randy, period. Especially when it comes to his money, but. I won't be surprised if that loyalty plays a factor in all of this. I I feel optimistic that Randy Gregory has a long-term future here one way or the other. Still don't think he would sign an extension in the middle of the season. Maybe you just don't see it happen very often. Wasn't there a time back in the day when the bye week seemed
1: like yeah. the week that they oh, did deals all the people, time? People like, were hitting me up all the time. For the
3: last two weeks heading up to the bye week, like Randy, Gallup, and Schultz, just yeah. question after question about, like, think some could get done during the bye week? And the answer's usually no, because guys, and you want leverage. Leverage is everything, yeah. and leverage is continuing to play well and stacking those numbers and making your best case. Okay, I'm going to Call an audible here. We're right at
1: the time. I'm going to hold the final three until tomorrow. No. Oh, come, let's just power on through.
2: It's going on the website.
3: Let's just power through. Come on,
2: we got on. this. All right, good. Right. Number it. three, Trayvon Diggs. What? What? Where I had him, Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon, Trayvon Diggs. Diggs, number three. Who's number two?
3: Oh, Zach Martin. Okay.
2: Right. Trayvon Diggs, number three. I mean, Zach Martin, number two. I actually, I mean,
4: put Diggs number If two. you want, if
1: you want to just say has been the most dominant at that position. Zach Martin would be number one. Listen, Let's he, okay. He was
2: my number one. So I'm just saying, I like, put Zach I, Martin number one.
1: I think he's definitely number two. The only reason Listen, I didn't put him number two is because the other guy is
3: the quarterback. I had Zach number three. He's the best guard in football. He's playing out of his mind. I still think concessions need to be made when a guy is on pace to shatter the season record for interceptions in a season that has stood since like the year my dad was born. Yeah, that's insane. Wow. Yeah, no, <laughs> wow. he has a chance to. Do that, that puts it in context. I'm right? saying yeah. the record has stood since 1954. I think my yeah. dad was actually born in 52. But same thing. 1954. Yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna break it, but seven picks in six games. I mean, I I put him number two. I think he deserves and it. Well, believe,
2: if you're gonna say all that, then I might as well make no, him number one in the league. I mean, oh, wait, wait. Well, oh, he might be a defensive player of the year. I, I, I know. Mean, I'm just saying I'd be mean, like, you say all that, but then you're like he's number two.
3: Like, well yeah, because <laughs> this team would be up S Creek without a paddle without well, Dak I mean, Prescott. Dak, I mean Dak has lost this year. Zach Martin has, has not. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> no. I, mean, I see what you did there. No, no, no okay. I put
2: Zach number one. I think he's played out a- absolutely outstanding. Um and if you go by grades from uh, you know the websites that grade, I mean he's he's been the th- best player in the, all of football. Three of the five games he's played—that's ridiculous. Um, he's playing at an incredible level too. Yeah. I put him to—I mean, I put him number one. He's number two on the yeah. list. You just can't show it in inter, like in yeah. interceptions. Totally, but he has been every bit as dominant. Absolutely. as Higgs has been. These three guys. These but, three guys could be or could be number one on almost every other team's list yeah. I mean, that's why that's that's why they're five and one and that's why they're everyone's talking you know where the parade's going to be and playoffs and stuff Are just be,
3: well i'm just saying okay. number one Dak prescott uh, has to be in my opinion it's just, i mean again you're right everything you said about zach is right but like again the the league is skewed so unfairly against cornerbacks you get so few interceptions or so few opportunities to make plays on the ball and he's cashing in on all of them yep. whereas Zach's got somebody to block every time the ball gets snapped, and he does an amazing job. But it's—I hate to say—easier. But like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Like every snap, he's going to line up and mash the guy across from him and create lanes and pass protect. And Diggs might get. Two to three real opportunities at the ball in in sixty snaps, and he is maximizing them. And I just that's incredible. And by the way, those those chances that he gets
1: at the ball, he's making some of those. Some of those are not like situations like you hear a lot of times. You know, tip balls. That's where you get a lot of interception. A lot of these are not those kind of situations. And even the situation like in this last game where it was a tip ball. That's a tip ball that I would say ninety eight percent of cornerbacks don't make that interception. It came so fast most of them don't have the reaction
2: skills and the ability to catch the ball. Oh. In, to, to I make still can't. He so, was still, certainly not going to go in and hurdle a guy in mid, yeah, mid-catch. He was
3: still corralling it when he jumped over. Uh, right. Was it yeah. Jacoby Myers, whoever it was? Yeah. If
2: he had zero interceptions right now, we would say, yeah, you know, he has no picks this year, but he, he takes everyone's number one receiver. He's locking them down. So he doesn't have a lot of opportunities, so don't worry about that. I mean, Dion didn't get a ton of picks, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But that's what we would say, but he's, you know, so – He's the then, best number three on, in, <laughs> in the league right, of any other team. So,
3: just like football is unfairly skewed against cornerbacks, it's unfairly skewed toward quarterbacks. So, I just if your quarterback is in the MVP conversation with Dak, is I think he belongs number one. Yeah, it's just and, that's and, and how I everybody's, feel.
2: Everybody's everybody's worried about the backup, but that just goes to show just how valuable that he is. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't lose, they didn't win with Zach Martin like that. I think they would play differently against the Bucks if Zach was in there. I think if they have to play him again. I don't think they're, they're, they'd be as. I think it'd be more balanced this time. Run Give the ball. up, not
3: not be so quick to get away from <laughs> maybe the run. maybe yeah. not.
2: So.
1: Honestly, don't think the Cowboys are at all intimidated about having to go back to Tampa Bay if they have to do that in the
3: playoffs. There's there's, there's five really good be.
2: football teams in the yeah. NFC yeah. and
3: how about, did anybody? I, all right, we're going long. I'm sorry, but like, did did anybody see? With the way that the Chiefs are, were set up and the bill, like, did anybody see the NFC being the juggernaut side of the league? Like, the AFC looks like a mess. And yeah. the NFC, I think, of the six quote unquote, like, best teams in the league, I'd say five of them are in the NFC. And I, then but Buffalo. I also think this is just a moment in time.
1: I think once, once I we get to the end of the season, we're only I think, a third of the way through. I think there'll be a lot they, and a more I heavy. think the Bills are serious. Like, that is a really good oh, team. Yeah. They've had a, a, a misstep here or there. Um, I don't know that Kansas City is going to get it together until their quarterback starts playing better. But but there are right, some teams in November twenty
3: first. If you're <laughs> right, exactly if you're leaving all, if you're leaving the Chiefs for dead at three and four, not I right. no, no. you feel that, free. That, is, I'm that not, is not what I'm saying. Yeah, what, I'm saying what, I'm, what I'm
1: saying is their
3: quarterback's going to have to play better. Yeah, he
1: is. He oh. is not playing. Their well whole right
3: team's going to have yeah. to play better, but. How many times have we seen I – mean, the Bucks were mediocre as hell until about Thanksgiving last year, and yeah. then they just took they turned off. Turned it on. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I'm saying we're still early. We'll see what this thing looks like
1: at the end, but right now it does look very heavily skewed toward the NFC with those five teams sitting at the top and all of them looking like teams that could possibly – win a title. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. So We'll be back on tomorrow. We'll do a little big picture look around the NFL. Some things happening in the NFC East and around the league. We'll do that when we come back tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break. Live on DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?